Welcome back to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Thomas. Today we're going to be talking about busy, burnout, and balance. We're super excited, probably excited every week, but um, but these topics come directly from our life. So the content we created for uh, today's episode is like real life stories. <laughs> and if you noticed, we've got a triple B theme going on in this week's episode. Of course. It's got to be it's got to be something. So, um yeah, so uh like Julie said, the first one that we're talking about is busy. So, overall, the theme of this podcast is really going to be laid out more around burnout. I think burnout is the big thing that happened in our lives that led to this and then we kind of realized where it came from, which is where we're going to start with busy and then how we got out back into balance and Hallelujah. so yeah <laughs> we're okay now. <laughs> <laughs> and so um so we're starting off with busy and uh you know the the thing that i want to talk about with this is that there's this uh mindset of busy versus profitable that i think people can get confused a lot of people yeah. confuse busyness with profitability um, if i'm if i'm busy then i should be profitable right so i've got to be busy yeah, yeah. That's I, the mindset. I, I, th I think that's the mindset. If I'm busy, I must be profitable. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, and, and I think that busyness is really just being busy for busy sake. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean profitable. Um, you know, I, in an episode recently, we said like you can have, I don't even remember what the, the quote was off the top of my head, but you can have this thing and this, um, but you can't have this without this. So I think that in this setting, you can have profitability and busyness can go along with it. Um, you know, uh, but I don't know that it's the other way around just because you're busy doesn't mean you're going to be profitable. Um, but profitable being profitable can mean you could be busy. Um, and so now, now, we're not necessarily profitability obviously has a money uh, context, you know, a, a money uh, tie to it. Um, but that's not really necessarily where I'm coming from in this. Um, it, profitability can come in other forms than just more money. Um, it can come in forms like putting the extra time in to invest in the relationship with your spouse or your kids or friends. Um, basically, anybody who has been uh, left in the path of destruction following your busy life. <laughs> uh, so your life gets so busy and, you know, just innocent bystanders are yeah. just being taken out because of it. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that those lacks of relationships, you know, are, are what happens with busy, but profitability comes when you invest the time back into those. Um, and um, it can also come in the form of deserted desires or dreams. There's a 3D oh. theme there if you <laughs> didn't catch it. We like our themes, our letter themes. Yeah. Um, so for example, I mean, you know, we don't think that it only comes in just the form of relationship, but it can also come in the form of other things. Like if, if you know, you have uh, basically whenever you say something like, if I only had more time, I would clean my house more or I would 
go to the gym and get into shape or fill in your blank, whatever your lost dream or lost desire is. Um, or that- even simple things like I used to say, I need a whole entire day to catch up on laundry. I yes. need a whole entire day to go to the grocery store. It was getting ridiculous. Yeah, yeah a, a little dramatic. I need more time <laughs> and then I will get everything done. Yeah, exactly. And I think that... Um, you know, whenever you're saying that if I only had more time, that's kind of where your profitability is going to be lost. You know, your life profitability is going to be lost. And that really could be doing the laundry and staying on top. Like it can be something super practical like that, or it can be something super deep, like, you know, being more in relationship with your spouse. Yeah, that's good. I think people can get addicted to too busy though. Um, so that's either being busy, you know, like you said, a lot in the work context, um, it can be busy just to be busy for busy sake. Um, or even maybe that's like a status thing. I think like we just want to be busy because that's a badge of honor or something like the badge of busy. Um, yeah, I mean, you can, you can keep yourself busy to feel important. Right. Um, but what's going to happen is you're going to lose importance to the people or things that matter most in your life. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's good. And cause we're not saying that busy is bad. Um, not yet. Um, but, but busy can, can lead to burnout, but, but back to but how you said, you know, people can feel important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, you know, busy. Like you can manage stuff at work. Maybe if you're listening to the podcast, maybe you don't work. Um, if you're a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, that is a job. <laughs> um, but I think then we can also be busy like managing people's impressions of us. And even so if you're, you are a mom or a dad, like I still, I guess I was going to say used to, but I'm working on it, like care a lot about what other moms think of me. That's That's crazy. Um, but I can get so busy, <laughs> um, cause to be honest, if, if, if I have to admit, like keeping up an appearance is exhausting. <laughs> it's an exhausting way to live. Um, or what we're posting on social media and things like that could just be busy instead of, um, really focusing on what matters most. And, um, like you said, your spouse, so it's a, it's a marriage podcast. Obviously that's our number one goal here. Um, but we're also going to be talking about family life or, or your personal life with your friends, just relationships in general. Yeah, anything that kind of surrounds marriage. Exactly. So um, actually, here's another marriage um, Instagram, um, the us equation that we follow that just recently posted a meme that said, if you're too busy for each other, you're too busy. I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to cool. use this <laughs> because um, we knew we were going to we wanted to do this episode about busy burnout and balance and ouch you know I here I can be like so oh I'm so busy I'm so busy and it, it kind of is like a fun thing to say and oh we haven't been out on a date in forever because we're so busy in my calendar and we're so busy and I'm just like talking all about that and it's like if you're too busy for each other then you're too busy well think of it this way like um we didn't, we didn't even talk about this offline, but uh, you know, you saying that we're too busy to do these things. What about when you flip it and other people in your life, those friendships, those extended family that say, 
hey, we'd like to get together with these guys, but you know what, let's not even invite them because they're just too busy all the time. They're just going to say no. Like, think of it that way. You start saying no to too many things because you're too busy, you're going to stop getting invited, yeah. you know? And, and, and that's that's not because they don't want you around, but they just, people don't like rejection, right? And that's just a small form of rejection. No, no, basically it says, no, you're not important enough to me. I have to do this other thing instead. Now, in moderation, that's okay. I mean, you know, if you uh, you go through ebbs and flows at work, right? You're gonna you may have a big project that you're working on, a big presentation coming up that you have to devote some time to for a season. That's okay. Your family's gonna be understanding of that. You, your immediate family, your spouse, your kids, your extended family, they're gonna jump in and help, hopefully. Um, but uh, doing that over and over and over again, it's gonna cause problems. Yeah. And, and again, busy is not bad because we're all busy. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, life is busy. Um, to do anything is going to require your time and you're going to be busy. Right. But beware of destination addiction because that, like, if you get too busy or thinking about what you're going to do next, that can lead to burnout. So destination addiction is the idea that happiness is in the next place. So the next thing on your calendar, um, the next place, the next job, or even the next partner. (laughs) Um, So until you give up the idea that happiness is somewhere else, it'll never be where you are. That's like the phrase, like tomorrow never comes, right? Mm -hmm. It's always today. Yeah. So it's, it's just another way of saying like, if if you're always looking at that, you're never going to be focused on what's right in front of you. Yeah. And so... That's great. Even I, if this relates, like, you know, people talk about the grass is always greener on the other side. So you're, you know, you're thinking about the next job or like you threw in the next partner or or something, you know, just so busy. And you're like, oh, the grass is always green on the other side. Like you're looking at your neighbor, but really you could just water your grass. (laughs) You could like stay (laughs) in your own yard. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, why is it greener? It's not what they're doing. It's what are you not not doing? (laughs) So again, you don't have to be just, yeah, (laughs) busy, busy, busy all the time. Um, because then it can lead to burnout. Yeah. Well, perfect, perfect segue. I mean, next is burnout. I mean, we said, uh, busy burnout and balance. So next we're getting into burnout. Um, and, Unchecked burnout in your life can cause a destructive imbalance in your life. And I've been there. <laughs> That's a heavy statement though, right? I, I mean, you know, if, if you don't realize the burnout and recognize that, and we're going to talk about that towards the end of the podcast about recognizing those things in your life. But if you don't recognize it and you don't try and turn it around before it gets too bad, it's going to cause destructive imbalance. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, that destructive imbalance can come in a few forms. Um, it can cause, uh, let me pause for a second and say, um, you know, we want to, you know, reiterate that we have 15 years, almost 15 years of marriage under our belts. Um, we're not experts. We're not perfect. We're not, uh, you know, we don't have degrees in, you know, studying marriage and family or anything like that. This is all this that you're hearing is coming directly from life experience with us. So uh, there's no, not necessarily any science to back it up or studies or anything like that. It's just our personal experience. Yeah, we say that. That's why we're doing this podcast, though. The marriage puzzle. Yeah. It's, you know, we want to tell our story to help you through yours. 
and we're still turning over the puzzle pieces along the way and burnout was one of our puzzle pieces. It was a big puzzle piece. And yep. I hope it's not another one. <laughs> and so, you know, kind of back to the ways uh, that burnout can cause destructive imbalance in your life. Uh, it can cause communication failures in your life, um, specifically with your spouse. Uh, that's the person who you're likely, who you probably should be communicating with the most. And if your burnout is coming from work, you're probably not communicating with your staff the most. You're probably communicating with work the most. Um, and so... With your staff, with your spouse. Did I did I say that? Yeah, you just thought about work and you said I don't even probably, have a staff anymore. <laughs> I just want to be clear because you said you're probably not communicating with your staff, and I think you meant you're probably not communicating with your spouse. Yeah. As much as you should be, because you're probably communicating with your work more. That's Thank good. you for the clarification <laughs> and correction. I didn't even hear it. Um, and okay. so, uh, those uh, when when you fail uh, fail at that communication with your spouse. Um, it's going to be, you know, failing in conversations. You know, you come home so tired and burnt out from work and you just want to unwind and check your social media for the first time of the day, but your spouse also wants to have a conversation with you and you're doing both at the same time, you're probably failing your spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's going to cause unmet expectations, which is going to turn into that feeling, that emotion of failure. Um, It's going to cause a strained sex life. You're going to be so tired or exhausted, you just you know, aren't going to be in the mood. Um, and in reality, it's probably going to cause some financial issues too. Um, if you're not communicating enough period, then that means there's less time to communicate with each other about your finances, which means something could get missed. Um, someone spending in an area that they, they shouldn't be spending because you're already over budget or something like that. And it's just going to cause, additional issues that are going to add to the stress of the whole situation. Um, Another way, um, trying to fit in all of the things that you don't get quality time with. Um, So, you know, we we talked about communication failure. Now it's just the lack, the lacking of being around um, physically and mentally, um, I think. And, you know, when... uh, you get home from work and it's late and, you know, your spouse is getting dinner on the table because you've been working so hard and then it's time to eat dinner, rush the kids through, you know, bath time and get them to bed. But then you're like, well, but I, 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 you have the desire to, you know, snuggle your kids and read a book to them and you're just trying to cram all those things in. It's like, okay, let me sit in the bath with you and read you a book <laughs> while we, you know, uh, bathe at the same time and then I can get all three in. And that's not quality. Right. None of those things are quality. Uh, and at some point your kids are going to get too old to bathe with anyway. So that's going to be <laughs> not an option. So, um, I think that, uh, when you're, when you're trying to just cram it all in, nothing is, is going to be quality. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you're just going through like a checklist. I just have to do this, 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 and yep. it's all, you're still in your mind. This completes my duties as a mom present. or a dad. And yeah, you're you not know. emotionally connected to them cause you're just, you know, like I said, mentally, mentally checked out mm-hmm. because I just want to say burnout is at least to me different than being tired. Right. You can be exhausted and recover from that. Um, but burnout is beyond that. So this then becomes like a lifestyle. Every night is like that. So you can have a hard day and you're tired and you know, if you're a mom or dad with 
all those things that you said about kids, like it's exhausting yes. when we get the kids to bed, even tonight to, uh, to hit record. It's like, Oh, I'm exhausted. But yeah. night after night, I would say the difference of exhaustion and to, to burnout is that mentally you can't even be present right. and emotionally connected to them. Cause you're just done. And not that you don't have the desire to no. not saying that desire no, is necessarily like wanted to gone, <laughs> you know, but you're right. Your mental and physical and emotional capabilities are probably lacking. Uh, and lastly, uh, burnout can cause strong negative emotions towards the thing causing the burnout and everything associated with it. So if your burnout's coming from your job, it's going to cause strong negative emotions when your alarm clock goes off in the morning. You're going to start your day just mad that you have to get up and go to that job again. You're going to walk in, you know, hating the fact that the first person you see every day is the same person and they're happy and they say hi to you and they greet you and you're just like, I don't even want to talk to you. So you start going in different entrances of the door and things like that to <laughs> avoid people to just get into your office and get your work done. And, um, and so everything associated with whatever is causing your burnout and I'm kind of tying into a work theme because that's where it's come up in our lives in the past, right. yours and mine. It's happened to both of us. And, um, but, uh, as a byproduct, that negative attitude will likely start to creep in to your personal life on accident. Um, you know, you're not necessarily going to be treating everyone negatively on purpose. It's just, you're so stressed. You're so burnt out. You're so tired and exhausted from everything you're putting through mentally in that other thing, whatever that thing is for you that you don't have enough to give to others. And so any little thing will just set you off. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, so you're not usually aware of it, but others are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Others certainly are. And so, um, you know, I, our advice to you and that is uh, communicate before you're too burnt out. And so right. um, you've kind of crossed the line like, yeah, you're busy and that's fun. And then you start sliding down. Once you, it's a slippery slope um, to burnout. It happens it can happen really fast. You're usually too far gone before you realize it um, because in both of our cases, it ended in a, a meltdown. And so, um, yeah, actually, I, I was feeling that um, happen in my life, um, again, in a work, a work example. I loved my job um, and uh, just poured everything into it um, because I loved it. I loved the people. I loved um, what I did and, and who I got to, you know, help and, and everything. But I just put it above my husband and my kids and friends and everything because mm-hmm. I just poured my life out. And, um, and so I was busy, but it was still fun. And then I got to burnout, but I, um, I started feeling that like seeing the destruction happen, you know, with relationships or my attitude, even my mood. I didn't like who I was. I could love what I did during the day. But when I got home, I didn't like who I was. So I started paying attention Um, I should have communicated before I got too burnt out, but, um, I did, there was this turning point that I was like, why, what's making me beyond exhausted? You know, there were some work weeks that's like 40, 50 hours work week. Okay. I'm just tired. 60 hours. I'm exhausted. I tracked hours to see when my breaking point was. And that number for me was a 70 hour work week 
like almost to the dot. Like yeah. You, when you hit that 70, like yeah. you were toast. I had a complete meltdown just emotionally, um, physically. It um, caused a lot of anxiety and, and things like that, that now I'm still working through from I'm not working 70 hours a week and I don't work at that same place anymore. I've had to change a lot in my life, which we'll talk about later for some action steps. But um, that was the breaking point. But this was a while ago. This wasn't just like, oh, I hit 70 hours. I realized I was burnt out. And then, you know, now we'll stop. <laughs> um, I lived in that 70 hours. I lived in that burnout for a really, really long season. Mm-hmm. And um, there were still some like after effects even um getting that back down so um so yeah communicate before (laughs) with your spouse um before burnout because um that meltdown will come (laughs) yeah yeah and um you know mine came with uh back when we owned our business uh the first time um i uh it, it came from I was more of the finance guy. And so I was, you know, whenever you start a business, you know, you're probably going to start off struggling a little more, you know, figuring everything out and and things like that. And uh, mine came from bearing the burden of the finances all on my own. Um, I just naturally gravitated towards doing the finances anyway. And, um, you know, when times were hard, I didn't let you know how hard they were. And, so I was bearing that entire burden on myself, uh, which eventually caused my mental breakdown from it. And, um, you know, had I just brought that up to you earlier, then 50% of that burden would have shifted over to you because right. you would have helped me carry it. And you would have helped me try and think of ways that we could turn things around. And so, uh, you know, I just, I was so, you know, it was like that saying can't see the forest for the trees i I couldn't see the way out because i was so stuck into it um so you know recently kind of transitioning from burnout to balance um we recently watched uh i guess you could call it a documentary on netflix i mean it was it was relatively short but uh it was about the minimalists and uh they had a really really good quote in the um show that really just kind of struck both of us at the same time. And we both like paused it and had to write it down. They said, um, you think you're living the American dream. You think you're living the American dream, but is it your dream? Success, achievement, the accumulation of stuff. Maybe everything I ever wanted wasn't what I actually wanted at all. And now, Mm -hmm. of course, they're really talking about this from a standpoint of things, you know, buying things and just having stuff. Um, but you know, we're looking at it from the standpoint of losing that balance. You know, what did you really, what are the desires, um, that you had? And so, you know, that transitions us into balance. Yeah. So uh, someone I said earlier that I struggled with anxiety and, um, read redefining anxiety by John Deloney, um, who's, Actually, isn't he a Dave Ramsey personality? Yep, he's a Dave Ramsey personality. So, um, great guy, and he posts on social media all the time. And so I saw this recently that he posted a meme that says, sometimes the skills that make you successful at work can destroy your family at home. Boxers take their gloves off before they leave the gym. You should too. 
And then he goes on to, to comment from that meme and um, said, your kids and your spouse don't deserve to be casualties of your workplace brawls. If you have to fight and claw and scratch at work, make sure you leave that at the office. If, um, if you have to investigate, demand, debate, or twist words for a living, leave that on the job. Bring home you, and that is all. You're enough. And um, I've read that recently. Like I said, I just went through his book um, and, and changed a lot in my life. But um, I think back of that, if, you know, with my 70-hour work week, I loved what I did, but I would often bring um, the boxing gloves. I'd leave them on, mm-hmm. and I would come through the door with my husband and, and who's been watching the kids um, for me and you know, I just was still kind of in that intensity of, of, of the fight. And, um, and then also just the, the bring home you, that is all you're enough. Like it's just should be a safe space at home. And so if you do have to work those long hours or a intense job, um, to help find balance, just know that your home your spouse loves you for you. They should have married you for for you, not what you do. Yeah, yeah, and you know, one of something that I thought about when you said, you know, bring home. Um, uh, sorry, if you investigate, demand, debate, or twist words for a living, leave that at the job. Uh, on my other podcast, Redefining Manliness, um, we interviewed a guy from. Uh, his own podcast. Uh, his name is uh, Roman Roberts, and his podcast is Real Talk with Roman. Um, he was an army interrogator, and uh, we were talking to him about his, you know, life and things like that. And uh, he said, "I was an army interrogator. I was trained." how to communicate for a living. But then when I got married and went home. I had no idea how to communicate at all. Wow. And so, I mean, just mind-blowing. So if you do that stuff at work, you have yeah. to get into a totally different mindset at home. Yeah. Uh, go check out his podcast too. It's great. I'll, I'll make sure we link it in the notes. Um, uh, he does a cool podcast. So uh, go check him out. But uh, maybe we can get him and his wife on our podcast uh, to kind of talk through that from a communication perspective. Yeah. Um, and, and just one other quote I want to leave you with uh, regarding this about, you know, your difference between leaving the burnout at work. Um, I had a professor in college who said, uh, probably one of the the most memorable quotes I'll ever have. Um, he was, uh, an economics professor and he, uh, we would come into the first class and he said, Hey, you know what? When you get here, come in to, ready to do class. He said, leave your bag of crap at the door. I promise that nobody's going to take it because they all have their own bag of crap and they don't <laughs> want to leave with two. That's perfect. And so, I mean, so so if you're coming home stressed from work, leave that crap at the door yeah. because, I mean, you have to really just kind of like walk through a portal and just completely, you know, change and be ready to be at home. Now, I know that if you're going through burnout, that's going to be hard to do. You're not going to be able to just flip that switch, but you need to be able to start working towards flipping that switch. And if you're in burnout right now, then we're going to be talking about some uh, takeaways that will help you with that in a minute. Yeah, because there's no amount of success outside of your home that will ever justify a failure inside of it. Um, Because your marriage and your family and, like I said, even other relationships are more important um, they're, they're the most important things you will ever do in this life. Um, they are your true legacy. And so to, to bring you from 
even out of busyness, but especially out of burnout and find balance. We have three takeaways. And of course, they're at ABC. I like (laughs) things to remember. (laughs) So the first one is to acknowledge, acknowledge unhealthy rhythms. Um, And so, you know, maybe you're chronically signing up for more than your soul's capacity will allow, um, you know, you're signing up for things to be busy or, or maybe you just love to be needed. So you don't say no to anything. Um, or you, uh, consistently neglecting to carve out time to spend with people who are key relationships like your spouse. And now they're just getting into maintenance mode. So you actually need to acknowledge these, not just say, I don't know how I got, got here. Um, you know, say, okay, I'm signing up for too much or I'm saying yes too much. I'm not spending enough time. My, my relationships are slipping into maintenance mode. I haven't even talked to this person in a really long time. Um, just think about your daily ebbs and flows, what rhythms are, are not serving you well, um, which one should you adjust or altogether remove, write them down, discuss them together. Um, cause really include your spouse. Yeah. And, and you actually need to invite your spouse to help you with this Yeah, uh, because if you're suffering from burnout, your spouse sees it, they can clearly see it plain as day. And if you invite them to help you in this area, they've already got a list of things that you need to do to change. Um, not necessarily from a, uh, a mean or negative perspective, but they're like, I see this in you. This is hurting you and you have to change this. Uh, change for your own good. And uh, look at it this way. I mean, if if we've gone through this and if if when you were in your burnout phase, if I came to you, which I probably did try a few times to come yeah. to you and say, hey, this needs to change, this didn't change. And you would kind of snap back at me because you were finding your identity in your work. I was. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't say that negative towards you, but just real talk, that's, that's kind of what happened. But if you would have invited me to help you, if you would have felt that and invited me to help you, that would have meant you opened the door and would have been receptive to what I had to say. That's the difference. You have to invite your spouse in to help you. Just because they're married to you doesn't mean you've given them permission um, in that setting. Uh, you technically have because your vows probably stated that, but in that setting, you're not going to feel like I've given you permission to speak into this. It's going to be like, this is my thing. Don't try and take this away from me. Right. So make sure you invite them in. Yeah. Same for you. Um, luckily our burnouts came at different times. (laughs) Thank God for our kids. Um, we didn't have two, um, emotional breakdowns, but, um, with yours, you also had to invite me in to help because I didn't know you had a lot of pressure on you, but you were the only one putting that pressure on you, (laughs) but you felt like all this pressure was on you. And it wasn't until you invited me in and we worked through that together, but you have to acknowledge the unhealthy rhythms in your life. Um, first and foremost to ever be able to have breakthrough. That's another B, but we're talking about getting into balance. Um, so the second one is, is B, um, cause it's ABCs here and, um, break the habit. So for me, I was finding like my identity. If you know my Enneagram, it's like status and, um, and not, uh, this, this is just funny, but, um, I never thought that I was like this, like I wouldn't put out, um, 
social media filters or anything like that. But um, for me to break the habit of caring what people thought of me and, and status, um, I've had to have like no makeup days. <laughs> so I never went to work without makeup on. But um, but, you know, I'd be like, OK, on this Saturday, I'm not going to put makeup on or go a week without doing your nails or something. Um, I, I wrote down, don't shave, but maybe that's just for guys. <laughs> like, it's definitely <laughs> just for the guys. So just something that, um, this is more about like looks, but that breaks the habit. So what, when you acknowledge the unhealthy rhythms, then what are you going to do to break the habit? So another thing you could do is like ditch the distractions to break the habit. So what could you do? I, earlier I said, if I could just have a whole entire day to do this, but what would you do for a whole entire day that would be different? Like 24 complete hours without your phone. You would go crazy, right? Um, it's, but yet you are in control of your electronics. Mm -hmm. Like no one, you know, oh, what if someone needs me or what if this for work or, or that it's like, if you're with the people that you love and who needs you, you don't need your phone. Can you, can you do that for 24 hours? Can you go without the TV or whatever distracts you from, um, changing that mindset of this need or, or something that's pulling you into burnout and puts you back to the people that matter? Yeah. You kind of need to figure out what that first domino is to tip over. So whether that's your no, as simple as your no makeup day to shake up your routine or a full shut off from, you know, unplug from electronics or, um, you know, maybe that's a, a month long vacation because you stored up your time or, you know, a six month sabbatical. I mean, it, yeah. it depends on what that thing is for you, but probably starting smaller is a better way to go. You got to tip over that first domino so it can shake up your routine enough and then you can be like, okay, which one can I tip next? And then it'll kind of spread and hopefully that'll get you to break the habit of uh, burnout or That's busy. Good. Yeah. So first, acknowledge unhealthy rhythms to break the habit. But in order to maintain that, so we were just talking for 24 hours, you can break a habit in 24 hours. But what happens when the work week comes back? Um, three, you have a lot more emails because you didn't check them over that 24 hours. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> three would be create a new schedule. So there's your ABCs. Creating a new schedule would mean like um, I never missed a meeting at work. You know, I was never late. I, I was deadlines. I I needed goals and deadlines and I was, you know, achieving all these things. So I realized if it's on my calendar, I'm committed to mm -hmm. it. And so to get out of that um, burnout cycle, I had to create a new schedule and put things on there um, for our family calendar, for our marriage, um, for friends. So um, like just simple things for us or our family, we do a Saturday family breakfast. Mm -hmm. So that kind of is like ends the, the school week, the work week. And um, the kids know on Saturday morning that they're going to wake up and mommy and daddy will be making eggs and pancakes and bacon and whatever big breakfast we'll have that. And it's on our calendar. Mm -hmm. So that's nothing else. Um no, no, slips up. don't be legalistic about that stuff, though, because things have to change from now and, you know, now and again. And so occasionally we have to tell our kids, hey, we're going to do that on Sunday. So so I just I just want to say, like, as you're creating these new things on your calendar, um, you know, things can change. Things can come up. Make sure your family can go with the flow. Well, what I do with that. So another um, weekly rhythm that we 
have is a family movie night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, something on Netflix or something here. Um, but uh, we do have a, a movie night. And so with that, we've had a hard time figuring out that night um, as things come up. But it happens every week. So I still put it on the calendar. Ideally, let's say, you know, Sunday night. And then when something else comes up, then I have to move that. Mm-hmm. But it, then it's still going to happen. Doesn't so it just, just get moves canceled. To Monday, yep. exactly. But it's just no longer an idea. Um, yeah, I'll break the habit. It, it, it won't happen unless it's creating a new schedule and creating those new rhythms. Um, and it can be simple um, to create better communication and intentional time with your spouse or, or family. Just after dinner, we're going to walk around the block together. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be huge. Just um, I, I had to start doing that from like a mentally something from work to family what are you going to transition and do and walks ended up being really great um uh exercise and uh communication all important stuff um hopefully you got some good takeaways from this um we enjoyed being with you guys again this week um remember we got uh, episodes releasing weekly every monday um make sure you go follow us on facebook and instagram at marriage puzzle um and check out our blog posts on marriagepuzzle.com that come out on the first and 15th of every month um and uh you know we we love having you guys here if this is your first time make sure you subscribe and check us out again um but hopefully We'll see you guys again next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Bye.